Welcome, Dragons, to episode 72 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. For this episode, I bring back the Dumbbells and Dragons guest all-star, Joe Hogan. Uh, he is busy over there at Geekitude, working on his own podcast and doing a whole bunch of other geeky things. So I encourage everybody to go out there and check it out. Also, just as a reminder, please bring a friend or two to the podcast. Refer them via iTunes or any way you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review when you do that. And then also follow us on all the socials. And that being said, let's get into the conversation. Work out, nerd out. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm always a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. All right, dragons, welcome again. Here we are bringing back Joe Hogan. I believe this is your third time on the podcast, Joe. I think so. It's my third time. I think you were you were one of our very first guests. Then you were episode the big episode five zero episode fifty, and now here you are on episode mm, around seventy two. Awesome! I I'm I'm happy to be back. I always have fun. Well, I have fun talking to you all the time, but it, I think there's a there's a special level of fun when we get to podcast together. I agree. Um, maybe we should try something new, and we should try to have a conversation where it's not fun. We could, but I don't know how fun that would be. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, what is new? What What are you currently just what is What is going on in the life of Joe Hogan? Well, um, as of Friday, it, this is uh, Sunday the twenty fifth. So Friday the twenty third, um, I am out of school for the summer. Which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I am looking forward to a very geeky summer of geekiness. Yeah. What do you got planned? Well, I thought I was going to be just playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm because that's kind of been my go-to uh, game lately. But I just realized this morning, uh, and I don't know how I missed this, but Secret World is relaunching as Secret World Legends. Do you know Secret World at all? I do not know Secret World at all. It, it was an MMORPG like, you know, World of Warcraft and all that, but it's kind of set in a very Lovecraftian universe and it's very kind of urban fantasy and the the kind of unique nugget that was part of Secret World is a lot of the content was puzzle-based, so you had to kind of go on the internet and find um, answers to questions and it felt very real world ish. And so they're relaunching that tomorrow. And I have no idea how I missed this, but they're relaunching it as secret world legends tomorrow. So I think all my, all my other summer gaming plans have been tossed out the window and I'm going to go back to secret world and play, play that again. That's awesome. That sounds a lot of fun. I've been, God, what have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of handhelds. Like, I think I want to get a switch just for the handheld feature. I, I would endorse that. I'm I'm did get a switch a couple months ago for my birthday, and uh, yes, it was ver it's very fun. I have trouble because I'm not a console player, so I have not yet mastered the the double joystick action, but I'm I'm learning. And so I, the only two games I have there is Snipper Clips for Matt and I to play together, which I actually did get him to do, and he was enjoying it. 
Um, <laughs> that's awesome. For those, yeah, for those who haven't heard me on the show before, Matt's my husband, uh, and he is not a gamer in any way, shape, or form. So, but I did get him to play that, and we had fun. And I have uh, um, Legends of the Wild or Legends of the Wild, Breath of the I don't Wild, know. Breath of the Wild, whatever that, whatever the, the the Zelda game is. I got that. So those are the only two things I've got right now. But I'm looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to Skyrim being on there. Because I want like the idea of being able to take Skyrim anywhere I go is just brilliant to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. I I had a question. Were you a Zelda guy growing up? No, my brother was always the Nintendo player. Okay. Uh, so he always had all the. We we very rarely had consoles other than Nintendo, and he was kind of the Nintendo expert. So I watched him play a lot of Zelda, but I I didn't play a lot of Zelda growing up. Okay, interesting. Um, see, I, I guess in theory, I'm a Zelda fan and I'm a Zelda player, but I don't know if I've, aside from Arcana of Time, I don't think I've ever beaten a Zelda game. And even then I had to use a, a cheater's guide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know if my brain works that way. See, I'm all about the cheater's guide. I, I think for me, it's about getting through the story and enjoying the the progression of it all. And so I that's one of the things I'm having trouble with uh, Breath of the Wild is that I just don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and people, people are like, that's that's part of the fun of it. But I mean, that's why I haven't ever passed Skyrim is because there's too many options. I, I need I need to be kept on course. Like I don't play Pokemon without a Pokemon guide. Like, I just don't. And it's not because I feel like I can't do it. I just need to keep me – I need something to keep me focused. So. Yeah, I – so I'm playing – I'm still working through – why can't I remember the new names? Moon and Sun. Sun. Mm-hmm. I'm working through Sun. And I'm not using a cheater's guide because the next step in the story is always fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. Especially when they have like the little red flag that tells you exactly where to go, uh, but I want to know, like, what Pokemon are in this field so that I can get so I can catch them all. Right, exactly. And if if I'm if I spend like fifteen twenty minutes in this field fighting wild Pokemon, and I never see one of the rare ones that's supposed to be there, I'm kind of like, oh, well. How am I supposed to know this? And so then I have to get the cheater's guide or I have to Google or something along those lines. And I'm just like, hmm, I'd rather you just tell me. Yeah, see, just just that's that's why I use the guide. I just I knock it out the first run and and then I can just kind of then I can do whatever I want. If I want to breed Pokemon, I breed Pokemon. If I want to hunt for berries all day, I hunt for berries all day. Yeah. And I actually I wanted to go back to Zelda real quick. Uh, I did in in an effort to get into Zelda, I downloaded a link to the past mm-hmm. via the 3DS Virtual Console. So it was like on sale this week for like three bucks. Did you have fun with it? I haven't played it yet. I haven't even downloaded it yet. <laughs> so, but I like I used to back when games were like super expensive and I only had a few and it was like I was you know 14 or 15 living in my parents house whatever I would always just I wouldn't buy a new game 
until I beat the previous game, like 100% it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I got a Nintendo 64, and it came out, and I had a job, and I could buy my own video games. And so then I'm buying more video games than I can possibly play and complete. Like, I got games on my 64 that I still haven't beaten all the way through. I think Banjo-Tooie comes to mind. Nice. And then the Wii. The Wii, I have, like, I have Epic Mickey, where I haven't even gotten past, like, the third level. I have Lego Batman, which I'm... Also, like, the fourth or fifth level in. Super Mario Galaxy 2, I beat all the way, and I only have one more star to get, so maybe they'll make that my mission next month. That, that's always... Completing things... See, I never complete things. Like, I, that's one of, the, one of the problems I have as an English teacher, is I don't know the last time that I actually... Actually, I do. The last book I read all the way through was Ready Player One. But very often, I will stop, like two-thirds of the way through and get distracted by something shiny and then never go back to it. And then by the time I do go back to it, I don't remember what's happened, so I have to start over again. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm very much an Aries. I am great at starting things, terrible at finishing them. <laughs> uh, I, I see. I, I've never – okay, I've kind of had that issue because I'll start a novel, but I will read – I read three things at any given time. A novel, a comic book, and a magazine. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I will switch between the novel and the comic book like a half hour before bed. Like one night I'll read the comic book, the next night I'll read the novel. But novels tend to move a little bit slower than comic books. Right. So I will get to the end of one issue of a graphic novel... And I'll like I'll be like oh it's time to go to bed but I'm gonna read this tomorrow because I'm on the edge of my seat and then the novel eventually gets tossed to the wayside. Right. What are you reading right now, if anything? I well I that's that's the thing. Um, talking about you know consuming and buying things. Um, we're going into I, I'm a teacher so I only get paid ten months out of the year. So we're going into the summer where we kind of have to drop our our spending down. Plus we're going on a big cruise at the end of the summer to celebrate my in-laws 70th birthdays. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. We're going to go to, uh, uh, London for a week. And then the cruise takes us to Scotland, Norway, and Iceland. So it's like three weeks of European vacation. So excited. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you know, we're trying to keep, um, you know, keep our, our spending down between now and then. And, um, and so I was going to do Audible because, you know, like like you, I have a, a ridiculous commute in the morning. And uh, and so I figured, well, I want to start listening to audiobooks because I think that's a good way to get through all these books that I can't get through by reading. And I decided, well, I don't want to spend the money for an Audible account right now. So I went to my public library and I renewed my pub- uh, my library card. And so through Overdrive and Hoopla, I am now listening to audiobooks on there. So right now I'm reading Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, which is by Christopher Moore. And it is basically um, Jesus' childhood friend, Levi, who they call Biff because it's the sound that is that is made when his mother cuffs him on the back of the head for being stupid. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so he um, – it's kind of just how he met Jesus, how they grew up together. It fills in all the gaps that uh, 
supposedly is missing from the Bible. And um, it's irreverent and it's hilarious and it's touching and um, very rated R and hilarious. And so just finished that. Excellent. And yeah, and I'm currently listening to Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. Okay. Which which is um about um she she suffers from mental illness and so she kind of in in trying to explain how her mental illness manifests itself, she kind of pokes fun at it and talks about it very reverently. And the the way she looks at things and the way she puts the way she looks at things is hilarious. It's just random and funny and touching. So I'm 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 enjoying the the whole audiobook borrowing. And I think this will help me complete them because I only have them for three weeks. So it's not like I can like let them sit. I have to get through them before they un un download on my devices. Yeah. I those both sound cool. I'm gonna include links to those either on Amazon or uh, through Overdrive uh, in the show notes, so everyone can also check those out. And then also, like I'm always looking for new audiobooks. Uh, I'm working my way through Stephen King's The Stand, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's a 47 hour audiobook. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then I actually just finished It, which was also like a 42 hour audiobook. Um, so just, I was going through a Stephen King phase, but, oh, go ahead. Are you getting, are you getting ready for Dark Tower? Yes. Um, I actually have Dark Tower. It's checked out. So as soon as I'm done with the stand, I'm going to try to get through Dark Tower, at least the first one. Yeah, I think I'm going to just, I I know enough about Stephen King. I haven't, I think the only book I've read is The Stand. And that was been back in junior high when the miniseries came out, which I was obsessed with, obsessed with that miniseries. Um, So I I think I might kind of just add that to my list. And I know the movie is coming out. I'm a little worried that I'm not going to get all the references because I'm not, a Stephen King fan like so many people are, but I, I am looking forward to it. Excellent. Me me too. I, I'm not going to lie. The only experience I had had with um, it was mm-hmm. was the, uh, the movie with Seth Green. <coughs> was the movie with Seth Green. And reading the book it's completely different and it ends in a way where i was like i'm very uncomfortable i'm very 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 uncomfortable oh really yeah um yeah uh we'll talk about it off because i just don't want it on my podcast and i'll tell you about it (laughs) (laughs) um so but um, no, I'm, I'm a big Stephen King fan. I will, I got two things. One is if you are looking for like a couple trilogies, the, uh, Mr. Mercedes trilogy. Okay. Um, it's like, it's, it's Mr. Mercedes and then two other books. I can't remember, but really phenomenal. And the, uh, narrator is really good. And then I actually really enjoyed Dr. Strange, which is the sequel to The Shining. Um, also really good. Uh, I don't think the sequel was necessary, but it was an interesting it was an interesting continuation of the story. That being said, I love Overdrive, but a lot of the books I'd been 
wanting to listen to recently were very, very popular. So I was putting holds on overdrive and you can have up to like 30 books on hold and they'll just automatically check out to you at any given time. Right. So within like a week, five of my holds came free. I'm a little worried about that happening. <laughs> so, so I'm like, well, shit. So I had to essentially like, I've got a bunch of books that are expiring this week. They're not 47 hours. So I'm hoping that I can get through the stand um, today or tomorrow, and then at least hit one or two of these books before they recheck out to somebody, uh, or before they go back to the library, and then I have to put them on hold again. Yeah, but it's an, it's not the end of the world because then at least you know if if you're getting this many, it means that you've got some to get through, so you're not yeah. you're not sans book at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's what's Hoopla? I've I've seen it on my phone right now, but I haven't. Is it the same thing as Overdrive? Do they have the same? It's a little different. Um, you can only check out up to eight things. Um, they, are, I guess, are really good for, for comic books and graphic novels. Oh, okay. um, but uh, they don't check out like the library does. So they don't have a limited number of copies. If they have it, they have it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And you can and you can do both. Like that's what I, I'm. I'm basically using Hoopla for um, when I don't have anything from Overdrive. Okay, I should do that. I will. Ch- I will check it out. I actually, I have a bunch of different apps for, for audiobooks. There's one that's just. It's really bad. It's like one click digital, but some of the books on there are only available through one click digital, even mm-hmm. though my library has them. Right. It's like the Los Angeles County Library has this book, but it's not in OverDrive. It's only in one click digital. And One Click Digital does not have a variable listen rate. Oh, and you and your two times speed. Yes. Yes. Leave me alone, Joe. Don't judge. I'm not judging. I'm I, I'm <laughs> impressed by the by your ability to do that. I, I'm 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 actually sitting here envious because there's so much material I want to consume, and I just I have not uh, I have not put forth the effort to train my ear to do that. The <laughs> The effort? You mean clicking a button on your phone to move something from <laughs> one speed to one point one speed? Yes, but see that you have to you have to I feel like you have to do that with content that is interesting enough that you want to listen to it, but not something you're you're connected to or, or looking forward to because as you're getting used to it, it's gonna kind of um you're not gonna be able to enjoy it as much as you're used to because your ear hasn't trained to it yet. You know oh, what I mean? I one point one speed. I don't even think you'll notice a difference. So just work up gradually. Yeah. Because I th- I thought like most of my stuff I listen to on um like my podcast or my iTunes, and I think you can only do it by one one point five and two. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah. Um. I use Podkicker, and you can do it. It's it's not one point one, but it's like one one point two one point four. So. Yeah, it's a little bit. That's a little bit of an easier climb. Yeah, more manageable. I yeah. hear you. Um, what else? What else is going on in your life? What do you? What do you most look? Oh, oh, oh! Huge news! I'm super excited. Yes. Thurs- yes, yes. Thursday. Oh, it'll already come out by the time this airs, but everyone can get my excitement um, beforehand. Um, my wonderful, amazing, beautiful, fantastic friend Katie 
from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and who's going to be a part of my new podcast coming out soon. Um, I should say our new podcast coming out soon. Got sneak preview passes to Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that's good. That's exciting. I I can't wait till that movie comes out. I'm super excited. I'm seeing it. Joe and I are talking about this on June 25th. I'm seeing it in four days on Thursday, June 29th, a week before it comes out. And I am to the moon. To that, I, the moon. I am so excited for that movie. I, it's going to be a manageable summer this year. I don't think there's a lot of big things coming out, but the ones that are coming out are pretty phenomenal. So it should be a fun I, that one I'm very much – it's the first time I've been actively excited about a Spider-Man movie. Uh, it's, it's the first time in a while. I was really super excited for Spider-Man 3. Like, I was in college when it came out. I got everybody in my dorm to go. It was like a group of 20 of us. And a girl I really liked was like – I talked her into going with me on, on, like, a date, and, like, she knew I was crazy about her, and then the movie fucking sucked. <laughs> it was awful. Pardon my language. That was rude of me to just drop that on everybody, but... <sighs> but it was. I mean, like, like you weren't... It was not an inaccurate statement. <laughs> Correct. It was... That movie was just bad. I, I may have mentioned that I, I don't think I've mentioned this on your podcast, but but you know when when I start the the year at the beginning of the the school year, I always give my kids like my policies and procedures and expectations and all that fun stuff. And uh, being an English teacher, I say appropriate use of language in my classroom. And I explain to them, I'm like, if you come in here and you're using the f word as an adjective, a pronoun, uh, adverb, you know, all these different things in the same sentence. You are not using that word correctly. It is not an appropriate use of that word. If you come in and you stub your toe and you drop an F-bomb, I'm not going to bug you because that's an appropriate use of the word. So you use the word appropriately. Uh, funny story. Back when I was living in Arizona, my boss's kid, um, he was telling us this story one day. She, she was, you know, she was potty trained, but accidents happen. So she's... She's trying to go to the bathroom, and all my boss hears is her shouting for him. And she had an accident, and he's like, I don't want to use the daughter's name, but he's like, what happened? And she goes, this fucking toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's like, I couldn't get mad at her, because she was really frustrated with the toilet, and she directed the expletive towards the toilet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, that works. Um, yeah, she was a cool kid. She was a cool kid. Um, but yes, appropriate use of of profanity is always is always enjoyable because it so rarely happens. It's true. It's true. It's very misused. Correct. Um, what else? Let's see. We talked about games. Uh, what are you watching? What are you? What is? What are the shows that are keeping you keeping you occupied, Joe? We just got into the last season of Orphan Black last night. I haven't watched it, but I'm super excited. I, it's, it took me a couple 20 minutes or so to kind of remember everything that had gone on last season, but I think I'm kind of mentally caught up. There's a couple times where they'll say something and we'll go, oh, right, I forgot about that. But they kind of started at like all 
hands on deck, life's a mess, nobody's where they should be kind of situation. So they're they're starting at the top of the roller coaster for season their last season. Okay, well, that's good to know. And I'm excited that they're just like, look, this is it. This is we're ending. We're, we've told our story. Um, right. I appreciate that. Uh, is the season concluded? No, it- it's only it's only three weeks in. Okay, so I got I got time. I got time. Um, yeah, yeah, you have plenty of time to catch up. It, it's, it should be an easy catch up for you. Yeah, I do love Orphan Black. And then speaking of awesome, hilarious shows fronted by women, Kim and I just started Glow. My I friend, don't know Glow. Oh, Kim is Kim is my friend who is in town. By the way, for everyone who who cared, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, no Glow is the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, and it's a Netflix comedy show about essentially women's wrestling in the nineteen seventies. Nice, and it stars Allison Brie, and it's so good. It's really really good. We're really like, it was enjoyable. So is it is it modern day actors pretending to be actual? I mean, modern day wrestlers pretending to be actual wrestlers from the seventies, or is it all fictional? It's all fictional. Okay. It's loosely based on the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which was a program in the nineteen seventies for people trying to. Um, tag along to the wrestling phase that was getting big in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. So it's all fictional, but the basis is on something that actually happened based on a true story, completely fictionalized. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And, I, I can, I can get down with that, that formula. And it's, it's really funny. Even if you have no interest in professional wrestling whatsoever, the show's great. And Allison Bree's amazing. It sounds fun. I might I might see if I can sneak that into our queue. Do it. Do it. One of my biggest disappointments TV-wise is the cancellation of Sense8. I know. You've been talking about this, and I am part of the cancellation because I haven't watched it. I was always telling people, oh, it's on my queue. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still think you should go back and watch the, the first two episodes so you can see what you missed out on. The first two seasons? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will. I probably will. Uh, but now I'm in no rush. No, <laughs> nor is anybody else. It's like I, I'd say out of all the, the shows, I, I I was one of the problems with Firefly. So I will own that because I didn't come to it until after it had already been canceled. Yeah. Well, but Oh, go ahead. Well, my, my other thing would be um, Alphas. Alphas was amazing. And just as I started watching that, they canceled it. And uh, that was so. Those are the two that I, I between Alphas and Sense8, I'm like, we got to get our, we got to get our act together, people. We we have to start supporting the shows that we like, like right off the bat. This waiting until you can binge it for for big geek properties, we we have to stop that. Well, but the pro- okay. So the problem is, studios are very very fickle. So I don't usually even pay attention to a show until it's in its third or fourth season because then I know it's got a little bit of staying power. But then we're but then when you do have good shows, there's so many people that are doing that now that even if it did have staying power, potential staying power, they don't give it a chance. We've got to we've got to identify the 
the big hits immediately and then jump on them so that they don't go away. <laughs> I think that's easier said than done. Although I will say I don't think there was any amount of viewers that was going to save Sense8. No, it's just it was too expensive. Yeah. Each episode had a bigger budget than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was ridiculously expensive, but it was beautifully shot. Beautiful. I, okay. Do it cheaper. <laughs> Guess what? Like, I guarantee you, if you shot some of those scenes in a, you know, studio set, an airplane hangar in Burbank, instead of going to India, you might have been able to save the show. The numbers might have justified a third season. But then it's not authentic. That was part of the beauty of the show. Part of the beauty of the show was you got to see these amazing, beautiful locations. And it was so well-directed that you'd have two seams shot completely apart from one another that were completely weaved together into one scene that was amazing. It was – I am not I am not a, a editing film geek, but this – Almost made me into one because it was just so brilliantly executed. Okay, I'm going to give it a shot and then we're going to have you back on and then we're going to discuss this even more in depth. Absolutely. And I, this is not that I don't trust you, my friend, <laughs> but I know how busy you are. I'm going to come back on this show again and you go, so sensate. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's still my cue. <laughs> it's still my cue. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, what am I trying to get through right now? I'm trying to catch up on Into the Badlands. Oh, I just saw the first episode of that. It's good. But it's it's like really all it is is I enjoy watching the fight scenes. The story, I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah, it, it feels... It's got a little bit of that we know what's going on, but you don't feel. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't like that. I kind of want my exposition to kind of get me into the story as opposed to we're going to keep you guessing. You don't know what's going on. And sometimes like with Orph- Orphan Black, that's that's fine because the point of it is the mystery. Yes. But this is action adventure. I don't want mystery in my action adventure. Correct. I'm with you. I'm with you. I want I want action and adventure in my action adventure. Absolutely. That's what it's there for. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm reading or watching um, or any other movies that I'm excited that are coming out. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's probably it for me. Um, we watched we watched um, Planet Earth 2, speaking of good cinematography. That's a, that's a hard job. Yeah? Yeah, the, the nature photographers and nature filmmakers that have to sit in the bushes for like – 150 hours to catch one shot. Yes, that is that does sound not enticing. However, I will say I do enjoy my nature cams. Oh, you enjoy nature cams? Yeah, like well first it's great when like I can just put up a nature cam on my computer and be like it's in the background and I'm like, "Oh, look a bear. Oh, a deer. <laughs> oh, look a bear and a deer." Oh, dear God, what is that bear doing to that deer? Oh, the whore. No, no, he's just, he's, <laughs> he's, he's patting it on its head. He's patting it on its head. That's what it is. They're friends now. Oh, look, the deer's asleep. 
<laughs> that, that went to a dark place <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Oh, uh, um, so I had such a completely nerdy moment last night. I uh, Kim came in town because we got tickets to go see Sticks. Which, I saw the saw the picture. Yes, which is one of our favorite bands. Like just when we're together, it's we're all about Sticks. And so it was the first time we either of us got to see Sticks live. It was the first time we got to see Sticks live together. And it was just like singing every song and it oh, it was like it was surreal. It That's was awesome. surreal. It was, was very cool. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm doing. Oh, by the time this airs, I will have probably uh, met Bill Nye, so I'm super excited about that. That's that's a big achievement. Yeah, he's doing a talk out here in L.A., and so they were like, oh, yeah, you can buy these cheap tickets for $25, or you can buy these expensive tickets for an amount I don't want to say, um, and you get a personalized autographed copy of his new book, and there's a VIP reception, and you probably get to meet him, and I'm like... <laughs> and you're like, okay, I have a job and I'm an adult, so I can spend my money on these things. Yes, and I'm like, uh, Bill and I take my money, save the planet. Which, I need to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. Bill and I saves the world. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I'll have to take a look. All right, it's just, this is one of those things we need to rally against so it gets the second season. Yeah, exactly. Well, you put it, put the word out. <laughs> I know, everybody, Bill Nye, now. I, this is the thing. This is why I harp on this. It's because we can mobilize to sign the friggin' petitions. So why can't we mobilize to keep it on the air in the first place? And and timeless. I, my, my next episode, episode 82, I am talking with T. Morris about time travel, specifically timeless, because him and I, for about six months, were like, oh, I think it's getting canceled. Oh, no, it's coming back. No, it's getting canceled. No. And then it got canceled. And then three days later, it was renewed again. And it gave us hope that this process works, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's just, they just need to put me in charge of all entertainment. Well, they just need to realize that people don't consume stuff the way they used to in the 50s. It, yes, you know? everything is – like the industry is reacting to changes so poorly. Yeah, they're really bad at this. Like their response to Torrance and Napster and all this stuff has been like lawsuits. Like – which I get, you have to protect your IP, but there's also better ways to do that. Yeah. Well, and they're doing the the now now everybody's coming out with their own streaming service that you have to pay independently for, and it it just doesn't make sense. Like they're they're not the the whole point of whether we want to to admit it to ourselves or not. The whole point of television and and all of this industry is to make money through advertising. Yes. And so really they need to stop looking at this as this is our intellectual property and we don't want you to get it for free and start looking at it as how can we make money off of the advertising for this? 
and and keep people coming back. Because if I want to see a show, like there's been multiple series that I've stopped watching because my TiVo didn't tape something accidentally, like we had a power outage or something, or um, I I came into it a couple weeks after it had you know rolled off of Hulu, and it's like, well, I would jump in and start watching this every week, but there's no catch-up mechanism. And unless I want to go and pay per episode, which is fine, but I seriously consider, do I care enough about this TV show to pay, you know, 10 bucks to pick up the the last five episodes that I missed so that I can watch the rest of the series? And if I decide I'm not going to watch the rest of the series because it's not worth my 10 bucks, well, you just missed out on a viewer for all that that advertising revenue. Yeah. No, and it's it. They either need to figure out different ways to make money or different ways to utilize the advertising. Yeah. And I like I don't have a TiVo. I have my Roku TV, so unless things are through an independent app or something along those lines. I wait for Netflix or I wait for mm-hmm. Amazon Prime or I wait for HBO Go or whatever. And like I have no problem paying the eight bucks a month or whatever for HBO Go because I use it. You mm-hmm. know? Um and there's no commercials. But it's like I will go to Hulu and even if you pay for Hulu there's still commercials. Yeah. And I'm like, so what What are you doing with my money? <laughs> and then you have to pay a premium to get no commercials. I, I have to say I'm at this point, I don't mind commercials. Yeah. Because back in the day, we all used, and, and everybody will remember a time before you could bloop bloop through your commercials. That's when you go to the bathroom. That's when you go get yourself a snack. These are this is usable time, especially now that we all have cell phones. Like this is time that you check your Facebook, see what the Twitters are doing. Like the, like commercials are not a bad thing, and I think I think we have been spoiled by the bloop bloop. Yes, I would absolutely agree. What I will tell you, and this is just this is my own you know one person's experience. I will sit through a commercial. If I can get something on demand and stream it, rather than torrent it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's extremely easy for me to, like, uh, there's a show called Supermansion that's on Crackle. Um, it's done by the guys who do Robot Chicken, and it's got Brian Cranston in it. That's all you need to know. Uh, it's a brilliant <laughs> show. Sounds brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, but, like, instead of torrenting it, which I could easily do, I go to the Crackle app and I watch the show. Because it's it's less of a pain. So, but there are some shows that aren't available on demand. Yeah, no, it's 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 really hard to catch some of the like if you miss an episode of anything on CBS, forget it. You're done. Like it, you you have to buy it off of like I don't know if it's Amazon or iTunes. It depends on what that particular show. And there and there's no way to tell which show is going to be on which platform. Like and, it's so frustrating. And is that even with the CBS All Access app? Um, I haven't <coughs> done that yet because it's yet another app to to do. I, buy and pay for. 
Yeah, and Matt was going to discontinue our cable, and we were just going to stream everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to buy our, our shows that we watch because even at you know whatever it is to buy every show that we watch, uh, which we won't have to do because we have Hulu and we have Amazon and we have Netflix and we have all these things plus our, our um, cable subscription, um, he was going to cancel it. Just go to internet, and we were going to save a lot of money and then just buy all our shows. And they talked him into a lower deal. Yeah. And so, so we haven't got. Where's your backbone, Matt? Where's your backbone? <laughs> well, and it's like, I will admit, I'm not even going to say it's a guilty pleasure. I like it and I enjoy it. I am a Big Brother fan. And that is what I enjoy doing over my summers is my, my husband and I sit and watch Big Brother three times a week, and I am not ashamed of it. And last summer, to kind of get people to go to their CBS um, app, the you know all-access app, uh, they did like a special extra season of Big Brother, which I didn't watch because we weren't getting the app because we weren't going to pay for the app and for cable and for – Netflix and for everything else that you got to pay for. Yeah. That's that that I find a little ridiculous. Especially there's I don't think there's one channel I would watch on cable that I cannot get through an app. Right. You know, ESPN for my sports ball, HBO, AMC for Preacher, like there's nothing I I I need cable for. So I, I don't think I've actually had cable probably in over eight or nine years. Yeah, we're pu- we're pushing in that direction. And Matt just walked in. He says hello. Hi, Matt. Um, he says hello back. Hello back. I am getting ready to... I gotta go get ready for the day and uh, go to brunch with my, my, my beautiful dog, Coco. Um, cause on Sundays we brunch. So it's true. <laughs> uh, as we're wrapping up, what is one thing that you love? One thing that I love, um, could be anything user defined question. I love right now. I love theater. I am I am enjoying because I'm I'm going to be teaching uh, my drama class differently in the fall, and I've been doing a lot of kind of professional development and research on how to make my class more awesomer next year. And, and so um, right now, theater is I think my my one thing. Wonderful, that's awesome. Yeah, I like theater. I'm I just I also feel that like Broadway and theater in general is just having so much of a resurgence since Hamilton. Yes. In fact, we're going to try and do, although I've got a call sometime this week and see what's going on with our rights um, request, but we're going to try and do his first show uh, in the Heights at my school next year. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I do. Love I'm very excited. Soundtrack. It's such a good show. And then uh, what's, the, what's the one that just won best musical this year at the Tony's? Something um, Evan. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch the Tonys this year. I'm a little ashamed. I feel like such a horrible person for not for bringing this up and then not knowing it. Ugh. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. That's what. That's what the Googles were invented for. Um, Dear Evan Hansen. I know nothing about this show. Okay. Uh, Google it. 
I don't think it's as good as Hamilton, but I don't think anything ever will be. It's true. That's true. And it's, uh, I, I'm excited to try and, uh, consume any Hamilton in any way, shape or form that I can. There may be YouTube videos on there that if you get on there really quickly, you can kind of see, I don't know how long they'll be on, but there, there is a full, there was a full as of maybe a week ago, um, Hamilton in its entirety on YouTube. Oh, that's incredible. I've been debating whether or not to buy a ticket to it's here in LA. $600 a pop. It's a little steep. I know a little steep. I was, I was actually thinking about, um, if I could get like a $200 ticket for one of the Broadway (laughs) performances, Mm -hmm. like once they announce new dates, um, I could just pay $200 and then buy the, you know, plane ticket and be the same amount. Yeah. Well, I never underestimate the uh, power of the student rush. Like a lot of these places, and I think I heard that Hamilton does it. They reserve some of the tickets for students to show up the um, the day of, and then you go into a raffle. That's how I saw um, Wicked when it was out here. Yeah, I did see that um, for ten dollars a entrance, the LA performances are doing day of lotteries. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a way to go, and and then often they they will also sell. Um, for not ten dollars for you know, but still less than a regular ticket. Um, extra tickets that way too. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully I'll make it happen someday. But Joe, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at, on Geekitude at uh, Geekitude dot com. You can also email me at Joe Hogan at Geekitude dot com. I am on Twitter at Epic Grays, which is my personal Twitter. Or at Geekitude, which is the Geekitude Twitter. I also have a podcast called State of the Geek, which I talk about uh, politics from a geeky perspective with my wonderful co-host Kelly Hightower. It's currently been hacked on iTunes, <laughs> but you can listen to that on all other platforms. And uh, that has a Twitter at State of the Geek. Excellent. I think that's all. I think that's all of them. Excellent. Excellent. Um, did the hacking thing get resolved? No, because iTunes won't uh, talk to you over the phone. It has to all be through email. So it's email, wait, get frustrated, email, wait, get frustrated. Oh, um, that's so now that I'm out of school, I'm going to be spending some time on the phone getting angry and indignant. <laughs> uh, that is probably what's going to happen, although I would usually use kill him with kindness. But you do you, Joe. <laughs> we, we, you know me, Kenny. I would start there and work my way up, but we're 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 out of the kindness area. <laughs> this has been going on for three weeks. We're moving into oh God, the come on, miserable. guys, get your act together. Yeah, that that sucks. I'm sorry, you guys are going through that. That's miserable. Yeah, it, it, it's. I, I take it as a compliment because obviously, being a politically motivated podcast for somebody to feel like we were. Um, worth hacking and switching a feed with something that was completely anti our message. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a win. As a compliment, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go. Um, work so hard, be so good that you piss other people off. That, that's the way to do it. That's the way to live life. <laughs> All right, man. It's really good talking to you. I will talk to you soon. Everybody else out there listening, uh, hope you enjoyed this one, and we will catch you on the next one. Work out, nerd out.
Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.